Welcome to the Cuban Family Roots Podcast, a monthly podcast dedicated to discussing Cuban history and ancestral roots. I'm your host, Aileen Vega, podcasting from Woodbridge, New Jersey. As a genealogy enthusiast, I created the Cuban Family Roots Podcast to help others in their genealogical journey. I conduct interviews with Cuban researchers and geneticists, authors, and those with knowledge and expertise in Cuban history and genealogical research. I'm committed to conducting interviews that will point to genealogical information and resources to lead family historians in the right path to finding their family roots. From 1492, when Columbus claimed the island for Spaniards to present-day Cuban, our history has been rich and traumatic. Now our family history is slowly vanishing due to archival despair. Cubans inside and outside the island yearn to capture, learn our past, our origins, and our ancestral roots. Knowledge of our history is the key to keeping our Cuban family roots alive. I hope you enjoy listening to each episode as much as I enjoy producing them. The Cuban Family Roots Podcast can be heard on Spotify, Radio Public, Google Podcasts, and many other platforms. You can support us by simply listening and engaging. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of the Cuban Family Roots Podcast. I'm your host, Aileen Vega, podcasting from Woodbridge, New Jersey, and it's December 2022. Today is the 14th of December, only 12 more days until Christmas. And before we start the holiday, I wanted to invite you to listen to this episode about lessons learned, the story of the Pooch family of Cuba. The Puch family from Cuba was originally from Blanes, a village an hour north of Barcelona. Today, I am going to speak with Luis Tomas Puch. He is going to walk us through the history of his Puch family and the genealogy of the family and all the findings that he was able to gather. And if you have the last name Pooch, you're probably related to Luis Tomas. Um, he is going to talk about his DNA test and how it led him to ancestors in France and other parts of Europe. So please stay tuned because we'll be right back. Lessons learned, the story of the Pooch family. The Pooch family came from Cuba and was originally from Blanes, a village an hour north of Barcelona. Francisco Pooch came to the Americas in 1917, originally first to Ellis Island, and then went to Cuba where he opened a business with his brothers. In 1921, he married Carmen Garcia, a Galician descendant. However, part of Francisco's family never left Blanes. In 2014, Luis Tomas Puig, his grandson, took a trip to the old village of Blanes, only to connect with family members there. It was there, when he got to Blanes, that he learned of the many ancestors he did not know even existed. This extended back to the 1600s, which got him even more interested into his family genealogy. This motivated him to get his DNA test, where he learned many things about his Pooch line. And in today's interview, he's going to walk us through his findings. And we'll be right back. 
So Luis, um, can you tell us a little bit about how you got started in your genealogical research line and what and what things did you find? I started um, many, many years ago. My father uh, has a history that um, he goes back to, to Cuba and a lot of things that he did. And I was very interested to find out what, um, you know, what the history of the family was. He would tell us a few things here and there, but he himself uh, only, you know, knew about his father, my grandfather, Francisco, and that we were from the family and in, in, uh, in Catalonia. So, you know, um, after we arrived in the United States and some years later, I wanted to find out, you know, okay, what's, what's really the story about him? And I started finding very interesting things that they did. Um, my grandfather, Francisco, um, he came to the Americas in 1917. He had come actually here to the United States, to the Ellis Island first. He was here from 1917. Then they went to Cuba with his brothers and opened up a business in, in Cuba. In 1921, he married uh, my grandmother from Galicia, uh, Carmen Garcia, in 1923, and they had a pretty good life over there. Uh, but that all the family, part of the family, never left Blanis. So in uh, in 2014, I was able to go, and uh, cousins of my father's second cousins of mine, uh, Ramon Bacardi Puch, and when I got there, they took me around. They took me to the cemetery. They took me to the church. They took me to Yora de Mar, another town that is north of uh, Blanes, uh, near to the French border. And um, they introduced me to all these names and all these people that I had no idea existed. And even better, they had pictures of um, the ancestors. Um, I was able to get from them pictures of um, great-grandfather uh, Joseph uh, Puch. Um, Colel, then get to know the the tombs and the names all the way back to the, the, the 1600s. And that kind of like got me more interested. So I did my DNA testing. I did mm-hmm. DNA testing with family tree DNA. I did testing with 23andMe. And um, some of the things that we were hearing about that we, the Pooch families, are branches of the Dupuy French family, which in turn are branches of uh, the Depojo Italian family, mm-hmm. kind of came into focus. Then the DNA showed that, yes, we do have connection, DNA connection from Italy, uh, France, and of course, Spain. And then interesting enough, Germany, Austria, and even um, a little bit of Eastern Europe. That was, a, that was a, oh. something that we didn't expect. Oh, wow. Yeah. yeah. So then when I start looking at the women that married into the Puches family, for example, I got a family tree open up here in front of me. Um, the names are, for example, Rams, Gual, Olel, Char- Carles, Urgel, uh, Toya, uh, Villaseca. Some of them are descendants of the Visigoth, of the, the ancient Germanic tribes that went into Spain when the Roman Empire collapsed. And when my DNA came back, it showed Germanic um, percentages, so like oh, some of them, like 30, 30, 35% German. So it's like, what but the hell is going how, on how here? Were, <laughs> how, were you able, how were you able to make the connection to know that they were, they were descendants of those Bithigods? Well, the German like, DNA. Uh-huh. And then the names, uh, ER, the, the last name, for example, if you look at uh, Urgel, uh, Gual, Pons Dominic, Rams. They're not Latin names. They're they're like Visigoth kind of kind of names. 
in the DNA was, you know, out of nowhere. Where, where do we get that German DNA? So the history given of, of Spain with the Visigoths settling there for a long time, especially in the north areas, even though the the uh, Islamic invasions made it all the way almost to France, but the, uh, the Visigoths were really in northern Spain for a long time. Mm-hmm. That's where, uh, you know, those names come from. Were you able to to get any um, any paper trail? Do you have any paper trail that goes back to any of those people? Well, yeah, I do. Yes, um, I was able to go into, um, uh, and I got him on Facebook. I put him on Facebook. Literally, the the uh, the the wedding, uh, the wedding from the church of um, the, the church in Blanes, when they married who they married, who the, the parents were, all the way back to the 1600s. That's I got them. If you go to my, my Facebook page, Luis Tomas Puch, mm-hmm. and you'll see in the file that says uh, Ancestry, on the photo file Ancestry, I got them all there. Um, I even got pictures of my grandparents, like my father, uh, f- pictures of my visit to Blanes, uh, pictures of DNA testing, and then all the pictures that I was able to retrieve from the... Uh, the ancestry. I know in in one of your Facebook postings, um, you you wrote something about when you were in. I think it was in in Italy, and yeah. and how you felt like a sense of belongingness. This yeah. was before like you even knew your genealogy. Yeah. <laughs> Can you tell us a little bit about that? Because that has happened to a lot of my guests. Yeah, yeah. Well, I was in Italy from 1997 to 1999. I was in the uh, U.S. Navy for uh, almost two decades in one of the places I got stationed was over in Italy. And when I was there, I was like, I feel at home. I was learning Italian. I was talking Italian in two days. Oh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> That's pretty quick. Well, it's, it's not that, it's not that, on, uh, you it's know, not that, difficult that, if you speak Spanish. Spanish. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But I felt I, so I close Italian, to it, you know. I find Italian to be actually much easier than Portuguese. Yeah. 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 And molto facile and molto difficile. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I loved it. I loved it. I just. Yeah. But, and, and how did you feel? Like, did you feel like you were from there? Yeah. Yeah, well, I was renting a house from uh, an Italian uh, couple in the north side. We were in, in, in an island called La Maralena, which is in north of Sardinia. Uh-huh. And that's where the Navy has a Navy base over there. I had it back back then. They don't, they don't have it anymore. Mm-hmm. And I was able to rent a house in town. And uh, the family, you know, I rented it from them. And we became really close friends. And I was there a lot with them. And, in, you know, in in Two days, I was already starting to talk to them. In a week, I was conversing like, <laughs> like wow. Italian. Yeah. Unbelievable. Yeah, and I fell at home. I fell at home. They, too, also took me in, kind of like there was like a mutual, you know, like we know each other, something going on there. Okay. So who knows? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, who knows? Yeah. I, as a, as I, a matter I, of fact, uh, in the main island, Sardinia, the northeast part, they have Catalan speakers. So, so what else? What else were you able to find about that that Puch line? Well, the Puch, like I said, if we're we're a branch of the Dupuy family. I found in um, a couple of the, the the documents that I've seen that the the original Dupuy family, Puch family, is actually Italian. Um, in all, let me see here if I can find uh, in in the. Colonial Men and Times, on one of the pages, is talking about 
um, the uh, the Grand Dictionnaire Historique du Moreri. This is in French, I guess. Mm -hmm. um, and it says in English, it, this is a, com a congressional library in Washington, D.C. has a copy that uh, the Dupuis Puch, Puch families, we come from Raphael Dupuis, that in Latin is Dipodio. He was a grand chamberlain of the empire um, uh, back in 10, 1033. Uh, and he, what happens, he went from Italy into France following King Conrad II. They settled in where is Arles today. He was a chamberlain over there, and then his descendants became the Dupuis family over there in France. And then a branch of, we are a branch of that, of the Dupuis, we're the Puch families. And uh, even today in northern, northern Catalonia and southern France. Now, are all the, the Puigs um, in Cuba, do you think they're all related somehow? Probably. I mean, if, they, if you have the same last name, you, you must be from one of the, the branches over there, or the Puches of uh, Catalonia. I believe there's several, because I've seen a couple of people on Facebook that are also um, Puches, although I heard there's other ones that were from Las Villas, um, Camagüey, all this. So, so it must be peasants of my great-grandfather and all that. Yeah. Have you been able to connect with them genetically? Genetically, no. As a matter of fact, I don't think a lot of them had done the DNA test, as, as far as I can tell. Because I put my DNA test up in 23andMe, Family Tree DNA, Ancestry. So if they had done it, they should, you know, should try to contact it. But no, mm -hmm. we connect. We connected on Facebook because of, uh, you know, our, our last names. Mm -hmm. But other than that, no. I have connected some other people on a DNA. For example, the Mesas on my mother's side from Pinar del Rio, mm -hmm. who were Mesas, they actually, we did connect. Okay. Um, the DNA show, yeah, you guys are relatives, you know, hello, cousin, you know, <laughs> <laughs> you know. Um, so in a couple of people that show, you know, connections. And then um, Ancestry, uh, Family Tree also sends you like links to connect to people that match your DNA. Right. And I've done that. I, you know, I did the connections for them. So now um, you were telling me about this website that you've gone to that has helped you um, connect with some of your pooch ancestors from way back when Yep. you were telling me, can you, can you tell our listeners a little bit about it and how they, it can help them? Yeah. This one is really cool. Um, this is my true ancestry DNA. This is, they're fairly recent. They're thinking like a couple of years only. Uh, what they've done is they actually gone to a lot of places in Europe, they're actually in the Middle East, and they go to ancient DNA samples from uh, ancient corpses and all that. Going back to, you know, 2,000, 3,000 years ago, and you send them your, you don't have to do a test with them. I mean, they offer a test with them, but you can send your raw test data from Family Tree or Ancestry or 23, and then they'll process it and compare it to the samples that they have. And then they'll give you a, a, a match of samples that they have, and it'll tell you what the ancient people are. Uh, if for example, mine, it says I'm Illyrian, 17.5%, Roman Hispania, 12.7%, Gallo-Roman, 12%, Etruscan, 10%, uh, and Al-Andalus, Al 6%, Roman, 
12.12, and it gives you a whole list. I got a whole bunch of matches, depending. And then it, they, they'll show you on the samples, they'll see who is the closest. In a few samples, as I say, I'm number 3% closer to, to that sample than anybody else. It's pretty cool. It's pretty good. I, I was wow. very impressed. So, now, did that, help, did that help you connect with any of the pooch from way, way back when, like in Austria or any of those countries? Well, the Roman connection, I think. Uh -huh. That's the one that really has done it uh, because it matches like Roman soldiers and in, in stuff within, in Italy. And then it showed a little bit, you know, for example, the Gallo-Roman, 12%, which is in, in France. And then the Roman self, Roma-Hispania, 12.7. 12, 12 so the Roman soldiers, Roman ancestries, pretty definitive. Now, you wrote a book. Can you tell us a little bit about your book? Yeah, my book is, is more of a recent family. Uh, it goes right. to my grandparents on both sides, uh, my father and my mother. Uh, my mother's side, uh, my great-grandfather was a Spanish soldier that landed in Cuba with the reinforcement forces back in the early 1890s when the uh, the Spanish were trying to put down the rebellion or the Cubans. And he was, um, he was there with the troops. And then when the Spanish basically lost the war, the Cubans gave him a, a choice. Either you go back to Spain or you stay here. Now, he had fallen in love with my great-grandmother, who was a uh, also a Spanish descendant. She, has na she had native. And she said that she was a beautiful soul. And he had fallen in love with her. Uh, while he was there and the troops were getting ready, the story is that he had told her, we're going to go to the front in the eastern part of the island, oriented to fight. But when the war is over, I'm going to come back and marry you. And she was like, no, no, there's no way because he, he, they say he was very beautiful, had green eyes, beautiful eyebrows, very handsome, six feet tall and all. And the girls were after him. And she, she didn't, you know, she wasn't very, you know, very you know, taking care of herself and all that. She's like, he's, he's not going to like me. But he's like, you know, he fell in love with her. He said, I'm going to come back for you. I'm going to come back for you. Anyway, he goes to a fight. They go for many months. And she's thinking, hey, probably forgot about me. The war ends. The Cubans give the, the Spanish the choice to go back to Spain or stay there. And one afternoon, he shows up. He goes, I told you, I'm going to come back for you. And they married. They were married for, I think, 52 some years. And uh, through well, love. That's beautiful. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you don't yeah. see that often anymore. <laughs> yeah. So those, those are beautiful stories that we used to have in our family. And then my grandfather, one of the sons, uh, the same thing. They moved from Pinar del Rio to La Habana. And he fell in love with my grandmother. And uh, they were starting a family. My mother was born. My, my aunt was no. And then he gets into a, he was a, a policeman in La Habana. And he gets into a gunfight with some people that were robbing a store. And he gets killed. Oh, uh, the God. thing is, a few years before, he had been into a revolt against uh, a dictator, Machado, in the 1930s. Mm-hmm. And he had been in jail with the people that who later became the chief of police, the president of the republic. The president of the republic, actually, Prio was in jail with him. He was his cellmate. But he, when the they were released and then the revolt was still going on, he came to the United States for a little bit. And then when the Machado regime went down, he went back to Cuba. But he didn't tell anybody that he had got back to Cuba. He just became a, a policeman. And then... That night, when there was a the 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 robbery of this store, he went in, 
and he gets killed. And as he's dying, people are finding out that, my goodness, he's scared though. He's here. What the hell he's there? And so they were all upset at the hospital, going back and forth, telling my grandmother, why didn't he tell us he came back? Because we would have made him a minister or something like that. And in the papers, I got the paper cuttings. They gave him a funeral with honors in a drawn cart. The, 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 his, uh, the people, the big guys, Secretary of Defense and all that, were his, his people with him in the funeral. So a great story. And those are the things that inspire me to write down the stories of the family because there are a lot of great men that did great things. And it's sad because in genealogy and in history, a lot of those names sometimes just get forgotten. Yeah. And uh, nobody remembers them anymore. So I'm going to write it down so they remember who they were, you know. Yeah, that's that's great that you you wrote that memoir. Will you be sharing that with your your kids and grandkids in the future? Exactly, exactly. Yeah, yeah. that's the goal, right? <laughs> yeah, the book is in. It's called "Born Again: From Communism to American Submariner." It also told, tells the story of my father. My father, when the uh, the communists took over, uh, now remember, the, my family was a working family. They had they had businesses. My father was a, actually a newspaper reporter for uh, Diario de la Marina in, in La Habana and everything and they they were self-made so when the, the communists took over he he actually got very upset because all of a sudden the house that my parents have been paying you know mortgages for decades now everything's the state so my father started spying for the cia my father spied spy from 1959 to 1965. my father was one of the spies actually when the missile crisis in 62 uh, when the missiles were coming into Cuba, he was taking pictures and sending pictures to the United States about the, the Russian missiles coming into, into the country. And um, he got caught in 65. He served prison from 65 to 78, um, tortured and beaten. You know, I go into detail in the book. And then our story, you know, while my father's in prison, the, the hardships that my mother and I had to endure, um, no food, no liberty, no nothing. And then we escaped in 1980 on a boat. 1980 uh, Maria lift, and we came here to the United States started all over again um, you know Spanish ghetto speaking only Spanish uh, you know really no money and and today you know I'm a maintenance manager um, you know whole plant and served 20 years in the nuclear navy uh, you know it's, it's, it's a story of what is possible especially in the United States if you work hard you stay clean, you do the right things, you stay away from crime, and you fulfilled your your, your destiny. So, mm -hmm. yeah. yeah, that's a beautiful story. Wow, your your descendants are really going to have something to read. <laughs> Great story. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I think about just lessons learned. I want them to to learn from, you know, what we we experience so they don't make the same mistakes and they, they actually do better than the widow. I, that's or, my hope or so that they know what to do yeah yeah hopefully yeah. that that'll never happen in this country but the way things are going you never know <laughs> yeah I, I tell people and i tell this worldwide the idea is the, the the basic principle is people are born free if you have any kind of government that starts to repress you they are in the wrong your right is as a person is to be free to follow your life to follow your dreams to fulfill your potential. If you have anybody restricting against that, then they, they are wrong. They're the enemy of the people and, and yours. People. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. So you want to always be on the sides of controlling the government to keep it small, 
to be like a, an empire and a kind of in a soccer game and a football game the empire is watching make people make, making sure the people follow the rules but he's not playing the game for you the players have to play the game and people have to do the right choices it's not the job of the government to to run people's lives it's your job to do the right thing and in the end if you look at ancestries and you look at people's lives and all that the whole point of being here alive is you're here to learn we're here in a big test and you get choices in life you know do I, do i go right do i go left do i do this do i do that and then you're supposed to learn from the, what you did the right things and the wrong things and and and, and do better you know that's exactly. it that's what the whole thing's about Exactly. And if let me ask you, and if somebody wanted to find your book, where can they go? Uh, they can go to Amazon. It's in Kindle, uh, paperback, and even uh, Audible. It was narrated by a gentleman named Harry Minot uh, from WPKN in Connecticut. Okay. Beautiful voice. Did a great job. So you can have it, like I said, digital Kindle. You can have it in paperback or you can have it in Audible. It's called Born Again from Communism to American Samaritan. Are they still going to make a movie out of the book? They're trying to. The problem says right now is is Hollywood is they don't like uh, they're, they're leftists. So, you know, <laughs> to find somebody who's interested in, in making a story of people that are conservatives and, you know, believe in, in, in conservatism and, and capitalism and the right and your 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 thing, you know, it's not easy. So, right. right. No, yeah, yeah, I know. Yeah. yeah. I'm aware. Yeah. Yeah. So so um Luis, muchas gracias. Thank you so much for for sharing all this information with us. Thank you. Um I hope that somebody out there, we have listeners like I said, all over the world. Um somebody can, you know, can contact us who has your same last name push yep <laughs> and maybe we can we can connect them with you yeah very interesting yeah very interesting story about uh, your genealogy keep up the good work and hopefully one day one day we can we can see your your book made into a film that would be tremendous yeah because i have i have read some excerpts from your book and wow it's i really <laughs> recommend you. it it's like a, it's like a really nice like action action love story like a mixture of everything <laughs> into one book thank you so, thank you so i highly recommend it no thank, thank you. you so thank you for, so much for granting us uh, this interview and for telling us about your family thank you appreciate it it's been a pleasure Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed this episode and like to help support the Cuban Family Roots podcast, please share it with others, post it on your social media, or leave a rating and review. To catch all the latest from me, you can follow me on Instagram at Cuban Family Roots or on Twitter at Cuban Family Roots Podcast or Facebook at Cuban Family Roots Podcast. Thanks again, and I'll see you next time.